Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Richard Eisenberg. Richard, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am, George. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Let's do this. Richard is the managing editor of Next Avenue, the Money and Security Channel, as well as the editor of Work and Purpose. He spent 20 years at Money Magazine and was the executive editor there. Richard, we're definitely excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is that you do what you do. Sure. Thanks, George. Uh, I live in uh, New Jersey. I'm married. Uh, My wife is also a journalist, and we have two sons in their 20s in Los Angeles. Uh, And uh, what I do at Next Avenue, nextavenue.org, is a website uh, from PBS. We're about six years old, and it's a website for people in their 50s and 60s, and we try to help them navigate their lives. Uh, So I do the money and security channel, which is personal finance. A lot of that is about retirement planning. And I also manage the Work and Purpose channel, and that's about finding a job, working part-time, volunteering, that sort of thing. Excellent. So when we talk about retirement planning, what do people need to know about it? Maybe what are the appropriate steps? Uh, I think the most important thing for people to know about it is that it's not too late to start, no matter how old you are. And probably the worst thing to do is to kind of throw up your hands, as a lot of people do, and say, well, I haven't saved very much. I should have done better. It's too late now, so I'm just going to sort of cross my fingers and hope everything works out. And that's really not a smart strategy. It's much better to really see where you are financially, what can you do between now and retirement, what can you do in retirement, and then take the steps to do it. That can be a very challenging and probably scary scenario to have put off thinking about and planning for retirement for the majority of your life, and then you get closer to it, and you say, you know what, forget it. I'm just not even going to do it. I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants. And that's true of so many different things that we do in life is we're creatures of habit. So if our habits are not doing anything about it, it's tough to get in the habit of actually doing the planning. So what, what would you say is a good first step if I've done not enough? I think the first step is to kind of figure out where you are. Now, the an easy way to do that is to go online, find one of the free uh, retirement planning, retirement security um, calculators. You know, most of the financial services firms have them, and so do some other places. And basically sort of see where you are. How much have you saved? How much do you think you're going to need? Uh, what do you think your expenses will be in retirement? Just so you have a pretty good idea of sort of the, 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 a snapshot in time for right now. And then you can start thinking, okay, so where's my money going to come from in retirement? How much am I going to get from Social Security depending on what year I start to take it and how much that might uh, matter depending on what year you decide to start taking it? The longer you delay, the the bigger your checks are going to be. Then you may want to take a look at, well, what, what do I have or what will I have from my 401ks and maybe a pension if you're lucky, that sort of thing. And then estimate, all right, so I know how much I'm spending now. How much do I think I'll be spending a year in retirement? Best guess. And then see where the income that you have and the savings you have compares with how much you're going to be spending. And then what do you need to do to accomplish that? It may be that the answer is you'll need to or want to try to work longer than you had thought of, maybe full-time, maybe part-time. 
or maybe that you need to start saving a little more than you have and find ways to do that. I think that that's sort of a, a, a difficult thing for people to think about is how long will I actually have in retirement? And it's probably difficult because we don't like to think about dying. But certainly if we live till 80, it's a lot different than if we live till 90 or 100. In fact, that's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars more that we would potentially need. How would you counsel somebody on trying to make those determinations? Well, of course, there's no way to know exactly. Uh, you know, one thing you can think about is your family history and how long have your did your parents live or are they're still alive, how old they are. So you may get a rough idea of what the um, life expectancy is in your family, although obviously things change, but that's a start. And beyond that, I would say, you know, just make a best guess. So maybe you think, all right, well, I think I'll probably retire at 65 and I'll have 20 years of retirement. You know, I think that's a fairly good idea. Some people will have more years than that. Some will have fewer. But, you know, you just need to be realistic. A lot of people think, well, you know, I'll retire at 65 and, you know, I'll only need the money for 10 years or so. And for most people, that's really not going to be the case. Right, we are certainly living a lot longer thanks to thanks to healthcare and 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 better diet and exercise and, and lifestyle. You mentioned Social Security, and I think something that's so great about Social Security is that it's going to be there. Theoretically speaking, it's going to be there for as long as I live. So if I did in fact retire at 67, or I waited till 70, even if I lived till 100, if nothing changed with Social Security, I'd still get that paycheck, or rather that that check in the mail on a monthly basis. Can you talk about the different streams of income? You you did mention 401k and, and, and a pension, but just from an income, retirement income standpoint, what are some really common ways that people actually turn money that they've saved up into income? You know, that's a really great question because a lot of people work uh, and employers that have some sort of retirement plan, not everybody does, but a lot of people do, but it's very hard to figure out, well, what does that translate to into monthly income in retirement? Because most employers don't tell you that. They'll just say, here's how much you have, and it's up to you to sort of figure it out. I would like to see, and I know we're seeing a little bit more of this, but I'd love to see more employers you know, sort of explain what would that translate to as monthly income. And if they won't do that, then you should try to do it yourself, maybe with a financial advisor to get a best side, best guess of you know what would that mean, and then figure out a, w a withdrawal strategy. You know the the IRS requires people to start taking money out of the retirement funds at age seventy and a half through what are called required minimum distributions or RMDs. Um, but a lot of people need to take some money out before that. Uh, you just need to know what's the minimum I can take out, and then how much do I really need to take out. And you know as a rule of thumb, a lot of financial advisors say. You know, try to take out maybe three to four percent of your retirement money a year, but not more than that. And I, I think that's a pretty good uh, rule of thumb. Uh, I would be very uh, concerned about people who are taking out ten or fifteen percent of their retirement money in a given year because that I think is dangerous. So that's interesting to help people put that into perspective. Um, if you have half a million dollars saved up, well, if we're looking at three or four percent, that's Fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a year, and then you f you factor in your social security. So that is maybe sobering for a lot of people if they've not done a good job saving yet. Um, and it hopefully will motivate them to get started. Is it ever too late to to start saving for retirement? Uh, it's never too late, although obviously the earlier you start, the easier it gets. But in fact, the IRS uh, has what's called catch up 
provisions, which means that you're allowed to put more money into an IRA or 401k when you're over 50 than when you're under 50. So if you can do it, you're, you're, you know, you're allowed to put more in than when you were younger. Um, you know, the hard part is, is doing it. And, uh, I'd say the more you can try to automate that so that you don't even have to think about it, the money is taken out of your paycheck automatically, uh, the better off you are. And, and if need be, you may want to look for ways to cut back on some of your spending so that some of that money could be used towards saving. Excellent. And just to circle back on trying to design retirement income, there's certainly a lot of a lot of talk about how great annuities can be, and there's a lot of talk about how terrible annuities can be. What is your opinion on that? Well, an annuity is a great idea and concept. An annuity basically is a way where you turn over some money to, say, an insurance company or a financial services company, and they will then in turn return, you know, the money will get invested, and then you will receive a certain amount of money every month for the rest of your life or a certain time period, whatever you say that you want to do. Um, the problem I think I have and some people have with annuities is, well, two of them. One is they can be very complicated just to understand how they work. Mm -hmm. And the other is the fees can be very expensive, how much you're, you're charged for this. So I, I'd say I'd really want to take a look at what is it going to cost me to do it and do I really understand what the annuity is. Again, you may want to work with a financial advisor to do it. I think it's, it's, it's a great idea. I'm just not sure it's always done correctly. Yeah, that's an excellent point, excellent advice to anybody who's, who's considering. And because if, if you Google annuity, you will get a lot of great information and then a lot of people talking about how terrible they are. So the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. And anytime, at least from my perspective, anytime that I can't understand something, I probably shouldn't put my money into it. So get a good counsel and understanding how much everything costs and all the fees and the expenses to financial products is a very, very important thing, even though sometimes very challenging. So do you think that people are going to be working more during retirement in the future? I think more people will be working into retirement in the future than was true in the past. But I do think that uh, people maybe have an unrealistic expectation about their ability to do it. Uh, and, I, and by that, I mean two things. One, there are still a lot of employers that do not want to hire people who are in their 60s or 70s, full-time or part-time. There's a lot of age discrimination in the workplace. So you may want to work, but you may have a hard time finding somebody who will let you. And the other issue is health. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to keep working as long as I can, and I'll work into my 60s and 70s. And then you get health issues that prevent you from doing that. So I think we'll see more of it. I just don't think everybody will be able to do it. And how would you counsel somebody to, to put a plan in place for maybe working part-time during retirement? Like what would, what, what would be the starting point, things to consider? Well, one thing I think I would do is if I like the job that I have now that's full-time and I think there's a way that I could do some of that job part-time would be to have a conversation with my employer about the possibility of a phased retirement where today you're working five days a week, but next year maybe you work four days and the year after that maybe three days and see if there's a way to do that. And some employers will do it, a lot won't, um, but some of them like it as a way of keeping those employees on, at least to some extent, and also having them spend some of their time mentoring the younger employees. So at the time comes when the time comes that the person is no longer working there, the younger people know how to do the job. So I think I'd start there. 
there's also um, a trend these days towards what are called boomerang employees. And those are people who've retired and then they come back to work for their former employers part time. So that's that's sort of an extension of the phased retirement. It's just something that's do, that's done after the person retires. If that's not possible or you just don't want to do that kind of work, then I think you want to start looking into, well, what could I do and how much would I earn and what are the chances I could get hired? And, you know, to do that, you may want to think the things that you like, the things that interest you, um, employers where you live that might be interested in hiring you and also virtual employers. You know, a lot of people now are working part time at home through their computers or through their telephones by doing work remotely. And uh, it's increasingly possible to do that. There are some very good websites to help people do that. There's one called remote.co. There's one called flexjobs.com. There's one called retirementjobs.com. And these are all good places to search to look for part-time jobs in retirement. Excellent. And it seems to me that if you don't have a bit of a plan in place or if you've not given it a little bit of thought in advance, if you just jump into and try to get a job, you will make probably more emotional decisions than you will logical. So I would think that it would make sense to to consider all those variables as you go into the job search. And it probably makes sense to, to, to continue networking or maybe to network a little bit more as you approach retirement. Yeah, I think that's true. And also, I think you may find that, the, well, the kind of work you're going to do in retirement isn't one job, but it's a, a bunch of different jobs. Uh, with the gig economy and contracting these days, a lot of people are taking on projects that they do for a few weeks or a few months at a time, maybe sometimes a few different ones at a time, and then they move on to the next one. And that may be the way you're going to be working in the future. We're seeing more and more of that. Excellent. Who should people be talking about or talking to about their retirement picture? I think if you have a financial advisor, you certainly want to talk to him or her. Yeah. Otherwise, I would say you should start by talking with your tax advisor or somebody who helps you do your taxes, a CPA, whoever that might be. Possibly a lawyer, an estate planning lawyer if you have one about you know, how set up you are for retirement and estate planning. You know, Those are good places to start. Um, and if you don't have any of those advisors, this might be a good time to start looking for somebody. Excellent. What's an area that if people made an improvement would give them the greatest return in regard to looking at retirement? I guess it would have to be saving for the future. Um, and that could be you know, investing in uh, low-cost uh, mutual funds, index funds, or ETFs, uh, exchange-traded funds, um, putting some money in uh, CDs and, and bank and money market funds. Um, just putting it in a way that you're earning money on your money rather than just uh, you know, you know, having it earn nothing for you in a checking account. Excellent. Well, Richard, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I guess my difference-making tip, George, would be don't throw up your hands and say it's too late for me to get ready for retirement. This is the time to start taking it seriously. Take a day. Maybe it's a weekend day. Maybe it's a, a day off from work. Make that your financial wellness day and really get start getting on track. I think that that's an excellent idea, actually taking a day and getting it all. I'm, I'm sure that everybody has a list of things they've been meaning to do. So just actually schedule the day and, and get all those things done. So that definitely warrants a come on. Come on. Well, Richard, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Oh, thanks, George. Uh, 
they can learn more about me and maybe more importantly, read the articles that we've published uh, about uh, retirement planning and personal finance at nextavenue.org. They're in the money and security channel. And if you're looking for uh, story uh, work in, information about finding a job or volunteering and service in retirement uh, or not retirement, uh, take a look at our work and purpose channel. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Richard your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Richard. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.